inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you. And the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And today, we're going to go into the foundation of relationships. Communication is the foundation for all relationships. Uh, And think about it, specifically the ability to give proper feedback, because that's what communication is. You know, uh, uh, Dr. Eric Byrne in the late 60s wrote a book called The Games People Play, and it was the foundation for transactional analysis. And transactional analysis is a simplified way to understand communication and psychology. And he identified a transaction as a stimulus and a response. And what I've learned a long time ago is nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And so a lot of people don't give feedback. And without feedback, we can never be who we're totally created to be. We need to see what we're missing. And so today, I want to share with you something that I've been teaching my leadership training now for 20 years, that there's a test. It's actually a a three-step test for proper feedback. Uh, And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm I'm going to lay down the argument of why this is so. And I'm also going to show you how this works, uh, because as a leader, we must be willing to give proper feedback, and we must be willing to take proper feedback. And so the three-step test is pretty simple. Number one, what you say. It must be truthful. Number two, the way you say it. It must be proper. And number three, the underlying intent. In other words, it must be be pure. And now, story time with Mr. Black. In ancient Greece, Socrates was widely lauded for his wisdom. One day, the great philosopher came upon an acquaintance who ran up to him excitedly and said, Socrates, Socrates, do you know what I just heard about one of your students? Wait a moment, Socrates replied. Before you tell me, I'd like you to pass a little test. It's called the test of three. Test of three? That's correct, Socrates continued. Before you talk to me about my student, let's take a moment to test what you're going to tell me about this student. The first test is truth. Have you made absolutely sure that what you're about to tell me is true? No, no, I have not, the man replied. Actually, I just heard about it and wanted to tell you. All right, said Socrates. So you don't really know if it's true or not. Now, let's go ahead to the second test, the test of goodness. Is what you're about to tell me about my student something good? Oh, no, said the man. No, 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 on the contrary, not good. So, Socrates continued, you want to tell me something bad, about one of my students, even though you're not certain if it's true or not. The man shrugged, a little embarrassed, 
Socrates continued. You may still pass the test, though, because there is a third test, the filter of usefulness. Is what you want to tell me about my student going to be useful to me? No, not really. Well, concluded Socrates, if what you want to tell me is neither true, nor good, nor even useful, why tell it to me at all? The man, upon hearing the truth that came from Socrates, was defeated and ashamed, and said no more. There's the reason Socrates was a great philosopher and held in such high esteem. Another story I heard was about a farmer who was taking three of his donkeys for sale to the market. On the way, he saw a river and decided to have a dip. Since he only had two ropes to tie the donkeys to a tree, he looked around wondering how to tie the third one. What could he use to secure the third donkey to a tree? In the distance, he saw a sage and figured he's a wise man. He could help. And so he sought the help of this sage. Maybe he had a rope to tie the third donkey. So he went up to the sage and told him his dilemma. However, the sage did not have a rope, but did have a suggestion. He told the farmer, let the third donkey see you tying the other two donkeys to a tree. Then you pretend. You act as if you were tying the third donkey as well. The farmer did as he was told and then went for a dip in the river. Coming back, he thanked the sage and saw that the donkey stood exactly at the same spot where he had left them a few minutes earlier. He untied the two donkeys, and then he patted the third one to start moving. After going a little distance with the donkeys, imagine his surprise when he realized that he only had two donkeys going with him. The third donkey stood still at the same spot. The farmer did everything he could to make the donkey move. Cajoling, kicking, or talking, nothing helped. The donkey was not going to move. It was refusing to move from the spot. It was like he was tied to a tree. Again, needing some help, the farmer went back to the sage and told him his new predicament. The sage, upon hearing the dilemma, told him, just untie the third donkey. But, protested the farmer, I have not tied him. Remember, you told me just to pretend, to act as if I tied him, but I have not tied him. The sage said, you know that. I know that. But does the donkey know that? Sure enough, the farmer went back and pretended to untie the donkey. And with that, the donkey moved immediately, as though released, and walked over to join the other two donkeys. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we can get bound up by the strangest things, imaginary or real. The unconscious mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. Many of us have been tied to the future based on ropes and knots 
that were secured in the past. We can get so tied up by so many imaginary ropes, imaginary things, things from our past, which are really non-existent. The only power they have is the power we give them. You see, the truth is there are more mental self-imposed boundaries in our heads and hearts than real-life boundaries and obstacles. But how do you know the difference? It's only possible with proper feedback. And today on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we're going to be talking about. There's a pattern for giving feedback and a pattern for taking feedback. And we live in the world today where if you don't buy into other people's truth, then they're not interested in your feedback. And again, you can tell by the fruit. Whenever you see the fruit, you go to the root. And the fruit that's showing up in our families, in our communities, in our country is spoiled fruit, is rotten fruit. And Einstein said it so clearly. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So if you don't like the results, change the approach. As you change the approach, we change the results. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be talking about proper feedback. We'll be back in a few minutes. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. Join the Freedom Insider Club, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme Court, by Jack Phillips. Register at Freedom1570.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. 
As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Oh yeah, down by the river, this is Mr. Black, and today on Like It Matters Radio, we are talking about feedback. You know, I talk about all the time, we are unconscious creatures. Uh, It is said that we use approximately 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. Now, we're still using our whole brain. I hear people say, well, I only use 3 to 5% of my brain. Well, unfortunately, uh, for many Americans, that is true in the, in the age of Joe Biden. That is absolutely correct. You know, leadership starts at the top down and filters down. So we're, we're being like our fearless leader, right? It's incredibly complicated. Yeah, it's not that complicated. It's actually mentally challenged. But, hey, we can call it complicated words or words, right? But the key here is that there's so much in life that we miss. One thing I learned a long time ago is that most people are deaf, numb, and blind. Now, I said numb. There's an N there. There's no D. I was reading one of the reports in my – I have my students write reports in my training at the end of each section. And one of them wrote, I learned today that I'm deaf, dumb, and blind. And I I had to tell that person out loud publicly, I did not call anybody dumb. It's numb. See, those are our three modalities. We see things. We hear things. And we experience things either tactilely or emotionally. Those are the three modalities, and each one of those has what's called submodalities. And life is experienced in the submodalities. And so a lot of people are looking, but we, we live in a racist America. Right now, racism is being propagated by the government. Uh, racism is using skin color to decide things. And right now, we do have institutionalized racism. Uh, all black people are victims, and all white people are evils. Uh, I mean, you can't get more racist than that. That, uh, by definition, uh, is racism. And so we, we, we look at people nowadays, but we don't see people. We're too busy judging them. And right now, you're, you're all hearing me. Uh, your tympanic membrane is vibrating, and my words are being translated into words in your head. But I teach this a lot. We don't listen to each other. Uh, we might hear each other. See, one's a a biological component, and the other one's an act of volition. See, right now you're all touching something, uh, a steering wheel, your hand, uh, a pen, maybe a computer. But let's be honest. A lot of people stopped feeling anything a long, long, long time ago. And so because we are unconscious creatures, uh, we miss a lot. And for this reason, a good leader needs to have a way to get perspective from outside our own purview. See, that's where I teach the the perceptual positions. You know, I've heard people say, well, there are a million ways to see things in life. No, it's not. That's not true at all. Keep it simple, soldier. Remember, the enemy's number one weapon formed against us is confusion. 
Because when we're confused, we don't speak up. When we're confused, we don't step up. When we're confused, we don't act up. When we're confused, we're just a bunch of drones. We're just a bunch of sheeple. Uh, we're just a bunch of programmed little creatures waiting for our government check, our government cheese, and our government crisis. That's pretty good, John. We should write that down. <laughs> the three C's of sheeplehood. That's what they are, right? So you think about it. So we've got to step outside ourselves because, see, perceptual positions, let me remind you in case you forgot. And why are the perceptual positions important? Because each position gives us more data. And if we occupy all three positions throughout an experience, throughout an environment, then we have more data to make better choices, make better decisions. It's like the more of a battlefield a general can see, the better fight they can put up. And so there's three perceptual positions. There's only three ways to see any situation, not millions. The first position is self. The second position is other. And the third position is overview. So we all default to self. You know, it's our ego. We see things through our perspective, through our eyes. We don't have to think about being in first position. We're born in first position. And most people stay in first position, especially if you got the disease of, of progressivism, right? Because I'm right and you're wrong, period. See, when we get stuck in self, the first position, uh, the outcome is ego, edging God out. I'm right, you're wrong, you're a piece of crap, and I'm a victim. You know, I mean, you see it today in Black Lives Matter, in Antifa, uh, in the military. You hear Washington Post is, is shutting down their presidential fact-finding or fact-checking, right? Now that Donald Trump's been removed, there's no need uh, to put Joe Biden scrutiny. Remember, because we have state-run media now. So the media, uh, the Democratic Party... Black Lives Matter, Antifa, they're all one entity. They're all one entity, and we send all, you guys send all your money to all these different places. You know, Black Lives Matter made billions of dollars, uh, but most of it went to the Democratic Party. And so, see, we get stuck in ourself and our ego. We got to step outside of that. You know, the old saying is you got to walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And that brings us to the second position, which is other. Other is the ability to get outside of your perspective, to get outside of your map of reality and step into another's. And that's hard for people because in order to step into another person's map of reality, you got to be willing to understand. Now, I'm not saying you have to agree with it. I'm not saying you have to like it, but you need to be able to accept it. Can you understand how a person in the inner city in Chicago or maybe in New York in the Bronx, in the ghetto, whatever you want to call it, that... They could kill someone for five bucks or could kill someone for a dollar. And some of you shaking your heads. How could he say that? How could he understand how someone could kill someone for a dollar? I didn't say it was right. I didn't say they shouldn't be prosecuted. What I said is I can understand it. If the only way you're getting out of that situation is in a coffin or a police car, you don't have hope. And see, when we're helpless and hopeless, there's no consequence. So we'll do whatever. We live in the now moment. That's where the whole covetousness movement. Well, you don't know it as covetousness. That's what it is. It's a violation of the 10th commandment. You call it the privilege movement. But it's a violation of the 10th commandment. It is a covetousness uh, problem. We covet what other people have because it's not fair. I deserve more. Life ain't no fair. Well, I read my good book. And two things my good book tells me. Number one, life ain't no fair. So put your big boy pants on. Put your big girl pants on. And number two, life is hard. Matter of fact, the Bible says there are two paths out there. 
One is easy. Lots of people are on it. They're comfortably going to hell, it says. But there's another path that's narrow. And it says that very few find it. And he says it's hard. And he says, find that one, because very few do. And so others, the ability not to imagine what that other person is going through, but actually get out of your own map of reality, step out of your skin, and metaphorically step into the other person's skin, put it on. That will bring you understanding. But now you can't get stuck there. you got a lot of these white liberals, a lot of these uh, white progressives who are basically bowing at the feet of Black Lives Matter, licking their boots. See, if you get stuck in second position, in other position, the, the, the possibility is you become a sucker. And that means everybody else is right and you're wrong. And it's a terrible place to be. Third position is something called overview. And overview is usually what we do automatically after something's over. For those of us that are self-actualized, we want to replay what took place, see the strengths and the weaknesses, see how we can improve it or make it worse. Or what made it worse, I should say. And see, each one of these positions gives us more information. But also, you don't want to get stuck in the third position of overview. Because if you do, the downfall of that is you become dissociated. Remember, whenever we're dealing with the unconscious mind, there are two terms we work with. One's called associated and one's called dissociated. Associated means that you're emotionally involved. Dissociated means you're emotionally detached. It's the, it's the prisoner of war who, while they're being beaten, tortured, they have an out-of-body experience where they actually separate themselves emotionally from the experience, and they can see themselves being abused. It's outside their body. Matter of fact, there's a book called Mozart's Brain and the Fighter Pilot where Dr. Riestek does uh, research on prisoners of war or or recited research that was done on prisoners of war. And he said that while these men uh, were being tortured or beaten, a lot of them would mentally separate from the experience and go mentally play golf, mentally rehearse a a good golf game while their bodies being tortured and abused and, and all the other stuff. Why? Because they couldn't be emotionally involved. It would kill them. It would destroy them. So they had to detach from the experience. And by the way, a little side note, it doesn't have anything to do with what I'm talking about, but it's an interesting point, that in that same research, these men who uh, were in prison of war for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, who hadn't played golf in twice as long as that, go after they're freed and get home. Right. Again, it shows you the power of the unconscious mind. And so as a leader, we got to be willing to step outside of ourselves. As a leader, we got to be willing to take input. We got to be willing to see things from a different perspective. Uh, In our training, uh, one thing I do is I, I have people, once they get to know each other fairly well, about halfway through the class, I have them go up to each person and I dictate what they say. I tell them, look each person in the eye and I want you to say this. Two leadership qualities they see in you are. And then honestly tell that person two leadership qualities they see in them. And the other person's only response. They can't say anything else but thank you. We do that. And then we shift and we set it all up again. And this time I say, now we're just do the same process. We're just going to change a couple words. And now I want you to go up to each person, look them in the eye, and with 100% honesty, say one way I see you holding back is... And then honestly tell that person one way you see them holding back. Now that's harder, a lot harder for people. And you know why? Because they see it as negative. 
and see a lot of times it takes them twice as long to give them one way of their holding back rather than the two leadership qualities they see in them. You know why? Because we sugarcoat. You know why? Because we lie. You know why? Because we withhold information. Why? Because we view it as negative. And if you're viewing feedback as negative, then you're cheating people. You're stealing from people. You're costing promotions. You're costing raises. You're costing them a lot. Stop it. So after the break, we're going to talk about the proper type of feedback. So I'm Mr. Black. You're under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network, and we'll be right back. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com HR. That's BambooHR.com HR. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
yeah. Do a little headbanging here on Like It Matters Radio. It's time to wake up. The time is now to become the leader that you were created to be. The time is now for us to pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and hit it again. And see, that's what a leader does. Sometimes we get feedback that might uh, knock us on our butt, and we can stay down and feel sorry for ourselves. You know, we live in a country of victims. You know, it used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave, but now it's the land of the victim and the home of the free lunch. You know, when people give us feedback and we want to block an attack, we are all great martial arts experts. But the problem is that might be a piece of data that might help you become the best possible version of yourself. That might be something that you're totally unaware of. Now, it also might be an attack. It also might be a put down. It could also be a lot of other things. But how do you know? Unless you willfully let it in. And just because someone says it doesn't make it so. But when you have those existential questions answered, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? If today was my last day on this planet, it didn't matter one bit that I was given the gift of life. Why did my good Lord save me and keep me on this planet and not bring me home right away? So once you have those questions in place, not that all of life's problems are solved, but you will not be shaken. See, that's the key. I, I, I will not be shaken. I'll stand firm. But you got to know what those answers are to those existential questions. You know, before I got into the leadership field, I used to work for a, um, for a financial services company, a Union Equity Partners in Las Vegas. Uh, at the time, it was the largest independent stock brokerage firm in Nevada. And I was brought on to run the uh, insurance division. I was uh, pretty successful in the insurance field at a young age. I think at 25 or 26 years old, I, I was an agent for Country Mutual. You might know them as Farm Bureau. Uh, and I had insured more cars in the U.S. than any other agent. I actually won Rookie Agent of the Year. Uh, I don't remember what year, 92, 93. I don't remember when it was, but one of those years. Uh, and so uh, uh, I was a young partner. There was like 15 of us, and uh, uh, I was reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I'm one of those people that don't like uh, – I don't like knowledge for the sake of knowledge. You know, even in this radio show, we say inspiration, education, application. Now, I use Einstein's definition of education. I don't mean uh, the memorizing of a book. I don't mean the learning of mere facts and figures like a lot of people out there do. I mean the training of your mind to think, training of your brain to think. That's what we mean by education. And so I don't want to learn anything just to learn it. You know, if I can't use it, uh, then I don't give it RAM. Remember, random access memory. I don't give it space. Uh, I'm not interested in knowledge that's only useful if I happen to be a contestant on Jeopardy. So I want to be able to use it. And so I'm I'm reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so I want to always apply what I'm reading, what I'm learning to see if it works, and then make it part of my portfolio, if you will. And so I had a, a, a few assistants, uh, and one of my lead assistants, uh, she would uh, not really dress professionally. By the way, I, I wasn't big on it either. I would wear um, a coat and usually a tie, but very uncomfortable. If you know me nowadays, I wear scrubs all the time. I wear uh, you know, superhero pajama pants and scrubs. That's usually my attire. 
And so um, my partners wanted us, the insurance division, a newly formed division, to dress more professional. I don't remember the exact reason, but I think it was just because real professional. You know, they had cherry wood furniture and suit and tie, and we did a lot of work on the union's pension funds. We'd invest it. We raised the money of the IPO for um, uh, Stupak's, uh, you know, big ta- uh, big tower and the roller coaster at the top of the tower. I forgot Stupak's. I forgot what it's called now. But we uh, we did uh, raise money for an oil pipeline at Kazakhstan. And so they wanted uh, the insurance division to dress more professional. And so I was encouraging my staff to, to dress more professional. I didn't want to mandate it because I don't think as a leader when you have to mandate, uh, it just shows you don't have the proper power and the proper leadership that you should have. And so one day um, – I'm in the front office. It's a little after the start of the day. I don't know what time it was, but uh, I'm in the front office, and uh, one of my elite assistants comes in. And uh, she was one that, uh, you know, wouldn't really dress that professional. Didn't dress bad, but not really, quote, professional, professional. And so she came in one day with a very professional-looking dress, and I told her, uh, that was thank you so much for responding uh, to my leading, uh, and thank you uh, for addressing more appropriately. I said that's a, that's a very nice dress, something like that. Nice dress, or you look really nice, very professional dress. But I acknowledge her and the dress, and this person started crying. She started. I mean, almost have a cathartic experience. I thought she was going to curl up in the fetal position. And go cathartic on me. I mean, put her thumb in her mouth and start sucking her thumb. I mean, that's how bad it was. Uh, Now, I couldn't get her out of the front office quick enough. Very professional setting. And I remember after that point, I avoided her like the plague. I mean, me and my life with the women and emotions, especially at that time in my life, uh, uh uh-uh. It was taboo. I mean, I I avoided her. If there was a problem with her, uh, one of my customers or clients, I'd give it to another person or deal with it myself. Uh, I basically didn't make a lot of eye contact with her after that when we were talking. I I just didn't know how to handle it. I never wanted to cross that threshold again. And so within a a very short period of time, uh, I had to let her go because it had gotten so uncomfortable. Maybe six months, maybe nine months later, I don't remember the time frame, but there was a run and rebel function. Remember, I was a cheerleader, uh, not at that time. It was in my past at that time. But I was a cheerleader, and, uh, you know, so the runner rebels were the hot ticket. So uh, it didn't matter if the president was in town. If there was a rebels uh, basketball game, we worked to the rebels basketball game instead of seeing the president. And so I'm at this function. Whenever there was rebel functions, there was always lots of alcohol. Miller Coors, they sponsored the, the rebels. And so I'm at this event, and there's, you know, buckets of beer on the table. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't know how late into this event, but I run into this person. Now, she's got some truth serum in her, probably about a six-pack, maybe more. You know what I'm talking about, truth serum? Where they, I love you, man. You're the best one for me. You know, that type of thing. And so I run into this person at this event. And within a very short period of time, of course, this situation was talked about. And she shared with me some information I did not possess the day that this event took place. And so what happened, she had told me that... uh, she was living with a guy before this event, and uh, she went out with some friends, or she went out by herself. Again, this was decades ago. And uh, she separated from friends and wound up hooking, wh- hooking up with another guy. She went to that home to that guy. Of course, they slept together, spent the night together. Uh, in the morning, uh, after her boyfriend from yesterday, the boyfriend that she woke up yesterday in his house, uh, once he went to work, 
she left this guy's house that she met last night and slept with, went back to her other boyfriend's house that she lived with yesterday, got all her stuff out of there, and now she moved in with this new guy that she hooked up with last night. What? And this was a few weeks, yeah, I know. It was a few weeks after this that this day happened. And so what she told me is she had dressed in this dress uh, and was getting ready for work. And her new boyfriend went crazy on her. That, it was just one off on her. Called her all these bad names. You called her a tramp. Called her things a lot worse I would not say on the radio. And and just attacked her. And I said, why was he doing that? And she said, because the dress I was wearing, I had told him a few days earlier that my ex-boyfriend had bought it for me. And so when I put on this dress... He started thinking I wanted to go back with him, and I he called me all these names, and I'm just screwing around. I mean, really mean stuff. And she said it almost came to fisticuffs. It was that bad. I mean, and she eventually ran out of the house, sobbing loudly in tears, knowing she was going to be late, jumped in her car and drove to work. She said the whole way to work, she sobbed. She cried. She thought the worst of herself. She made a huge mistake. She called herself 10 times worse than what he called her. And so she got to the parking lot in her office. She sat in the parking garage for 10 minutes, you know, to get all the puffiness off her face, to to get all the redness off. Ladies, you know how it works, you know. And so she finally put her makeup back on. She got all the redness away, and she made herself presentable, and she walked in the office, and the first thing she sees is her boss, Mr. Black, and what do I say? Nice dress. And she lost it. Now, I wouldn't have told you that whole long story without this question. Did I make her cry? Now, it took me years to figure this out because I want to prove it to myself. I want to be truthful. I want to be the best possible version of myself. It's not a sales technique. It's not a slogan. It's what burns in my soul. And so I had to prove to myself I didn't make her cry. And so here's what I came up with. There's three tests for proper feedback. Number one, what you said. Number two, the way you say it. And number three, the underlying intent. So what I said was truthful. You always got to give it the truthful test. What I said was truthful. She did respond to my leading. She did dress professionally. Number two, the way I said it. There's a game show out there called... uh, uh, um, Whose line is it anyway? That's what it is. Whose line is it anyway? And in that show, they have a game called If You Know What I Mean. And so no matter what you say, put If You Know What I Mean at the end of it. It sounds weird. Hey, nice trees in your front yard, if you know what I mean. Hey, what's that hanging out in your backyard, if you know what I mean. Right? Whenever you put that on there, it makes it sound weird. So I didn't say, hey, nice dress, if you know what I mean. So what I said was truthful. The way I said it was proper. And the third piece is my underlying intent. In other words, why did I say anything at all? And why I said something at all, I told you. I was reading the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And since she responded to my leaning, then I wanted to reinforce that and encourage her to continue to do that. So what I said was truthful, the way I said it was proper, the underlying intent, why I said something at all, was to build her up. Winning. And test what, what I was reading, if it worked. That right there is the test for proper feedback. So I'm Mr. Black. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about feedback, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Where the boys are, where the boys are, someone waits for 
all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Freedom 1570. Top shelf choices include Freedom1570.com, our free app, and radio.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about feedback. But first, let me give you some. We have our brand new podcast that is now readily available. We launched it uh, last two weeks. We actually launched it on April 15th. So go to uh, Spotify, go to Omni, go to Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, tune in. And all you got to do is search Live in Life Like It Matters. That's the name of the uh, podcast, Live in Life Like It Matters. And please, there are three things that you can do to help us. I'm asking for your help. Uh, Number one, uh, download at least one. 
Download it, listen to it. Even if you're not going to listen to it, play it and let your phone play it so we get credit for that. Uh, and boy, on Tuesday, on Mondays, I do a story time with Mr. Black. It's a short, powerful story. And then on Thursdays, it's a full episode. So download one, listen one. Number two, please make a comment. It's important they track all this stuff, and it moves us up the chain. And number three, I'm asking you, please do this for me. Send it out to at least five people. You know, we want to help people live their lives like it matters. We want to help uh, with the battle between the stimulus and the response. There's a space in between the stimulus and the response, and in that space is our power. It is our freedom. I want to give you back your power, give you back your freedom. It doesn't come from government. It comes from God. It's not given to you. It's accepted and lived because it's yours. No one controls what you do between the stimulus and response. That is in your realm of control. That's also why it's important to have feedback because we can get tunnel vision. We can get so wrapped up our own prejudices and everybody's prejudice, we prejudge. We have belief systems, right? By the time a child is six years old, the majority of their map of reality is in place. It's the structure of our belief systems. And that's why I do what I do. You can go to likeitmatters.net. Read about our transformational leadership training. Two and a half days in the world and Mr. Black, I guarantee you, will change your life forever. Uh, we have cl- one class a month uh, since the COVID. We've only been doing them in Dallas since uh, we live in a free state still. Uh, although I do want you to know, it looks like in June, I think it's June 10th through 12th, we're going to be in Conway, Arkansas. So uh, first time outside the state of Texas with Leadership Awakening uh, since March of 2020. And that was our last class we did in Minneapolis with an empty hotel. It was just starting an empty hotel. We're like, where's everybody at? Uh, and uh, now we know where everybody went, right? And so we're talking about uh, feedback. Uh, and uh, you know the interesting thing about feedback, I've done a lot of uh, incredible stuff over the last 30 years. And again, by the way, one thing I did not mention, my apologies, is wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. Please Oops. go to it. Uh, I put a daily, uh, a daily blog up every day with the Word of God and then how to implement it. And so if you go to wayofwarrior.blog, Uh, If you go to the very bottom, after you read one of them, on the right side is a button that says follow. If you click that button, it'll allow you to type in your email address. And then every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, I do it. Uh, As soon as I post it, it'll be sent to your email. I remember years ago, I'm terrible at time, and if you've been through my training, you know why. I've done about 1,500 of those classes, uh, where two days is like two weeks. So in a way, I kind of feel like Methuselah. You know, if you don't know who he is, uh, he's the the guy who's credited as being the oldest man to ever live 969 years. Uh, That's kind of what I feel like. But years ago, I was in uh, Colorado Springs. I was working with the uh, reserves. I think it was the Air Force Reserves or maybe it was the Army Reserve, and they were just using the Air Force Academy. Uh, And we were – it was an award ceremony, and we were doing a – they wanted to do some goal setting. And so I have a class, a four-hour class that I call goal setting. And the reason why I call power goal setting is because I, 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 we set goals. I teach you how your mind works, your conscious and your unconscious mind. And then we tie accomplishment of those goals uh, to walking on fire, to successfully walking across 16 to 1,800 coals without being burned. Uh, I can get you ready in about 15, 20 minutes. The reason I bring that up is Tony Robbins is always getting people burned, and he's always into himself, self-promotion, self-adulation, self-righteousness. I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm a little shorter, a little fatter, a little unattractive, a lot less poor, 
I mean, a lot more poor. So not Tony Robbins. But what I do offer you is real training. Uh, way beyond what Tony Robbins does. And we've been trained uh, in a lot of the same areas. Uh, he just McDonaldized the neuro-linguistic programming where I actually used it the way it was intended to be used. And so I'm doing this uh, a firewalk. I'm taking 40 to 60 soldiers through a power goal-setting class. And whenever I do it, uh, uh, I always uh, I walk first before anybody else walks, and then I walk last. And so it's, it's a lot of work. I'm, I'm building a, you know, a 12-foot bonfire that's going to burn down in two hours in the coals, and then I got to go out there and spread them out on a, you know, a 20-foot walkway and pound off the sharp edges and then run one, two, three people through and then have them back up and put down another layer of coals, pound them down, and then send through two, three, four, and then back them up. And I do that. It's a lot of work. I'm hustling. I'm moving. And then at the very end, I got to go through as well. Now, I'm not going to go into the details, but this was one of the toughest firewalks I ever did. Uh, I've done walked on fire a thousand times. Uh, and after you've done it about three or four times, it can get dangerous. Because you start taking it for granted. You get in a comfort zone. And just like our marriages die in our comfort zone, our relationships with God die in our comfort zone, well, so do the awe and the fear of fire dies in our comfort zone. And because I've worked with fire so much and I I can play with fire and I like fire, uh, I uh, can sometimes get too comfortable with fire. You need to revere fire, fear it, uh, uh, be aware of its awesome power because uh, you can think you have control of it one minute and then you don't the next minute. Trust Oops. me. Uh, lots of fires that run out of control. And so I'm doing all this and I can feel this was one of the times where I did not get myself mentally prepared and I felt uh, the coals every step I took the first time and then put 40 people through. I'm dripping sweat, doing all this running around and now I got to walk a second time. And again, I felt every single uh, coal and yet couldn't let anybody know. And so I got done with that, but that's just half my evening. Now I got to go in, we're going to have a sit down dinner. And after they've gotten 15 minutes in the dinner, then I'm going to go up there and give a a 45 minute presentation to motivate them, to inspire them. It was a big night. It was a big night planned. And boy, I didn't have a staff and it was just a lot of work. And so after the firewalk, my feet are killing me, but I can't let anybody know it. So I'm walking around, feeling like I'm going to die, but no one knows it. Uh, have dinner with everybody, and I'm at a table where everybody wants to talk to me, and I got to eat because if I don't eat, I look bad. And so I do all this. I get up there, and I hit a home run. I hit a home run on my speech. Man, I was on. I was connecting with them. They laughed parts. They were silent at the deep emotional parts. Uh, I had them moving with me. Every time I moved, I would see their eyes go with me. There was no side chatter. I mean, I have little telltale signs of if I'm connected, if I got them in my hand. And I had them in my hand. I was eating out of my hand. Man, we got done and we have drinks and just a Fun, Eve. Yeah, it was a home run. You're right, John. And I deserved the applause. I was circling the bases, waving to everybody. I was feeling good, man. Had a few drinks in me, so had a little bit of a buzz. I mean, I was on the top of the world. And I walk back to my hotel room, and I'm feeling so good. And I go in the bathroom to to relieve some of the drinks I had earlier. And I'm just talking to myself. Man, God, you're so good. Man, uh, it started so bad. I had so much to do, and it ended so well. And I'm just almost in tears. I'm reveling in what God has done and how well I did with everything that could have went wrong, even though the firewalk was tough on me. And so I go to wash my hands at the sink. I'm still talking to myself, having this dialogue. 
and I got this big old ear-to-ear smile on my face. And I look up in the mirror as I'm smiling, and I see a big old stuck of broccoli stuck in my tooth. And I like, I'm talking a stalk. I'm talking a tree. Gross. I'm talking, it looked like the green giant was there and dropped something. That's how big it was. I mean, I'm surprised I could even smile with that, uh, with that thing in my mouth. And then I replay the whole evening. And I'm like seeing all the times I smile intentionally to make people think I don't eat my young. And so I smile because I'm an intense man. And I'm thinking all, playing all this back and thinking of this big old green thing sticking out every time I smiled. And I almost started crying. I'm like, why didn't somebody tell me? How embarrassing, how humiliating. See, ladies and gentlemen, that's what feedback is. If you had a party with your best friend and their zipper was down and they didn't know it, I got some strange friends, (laughs) like John, (laughs) and they didn't know it, would you tell them their fly was down? Of course you would. Why? Because you believe you see something, hopefully not too much, (laughs) that they're not aware of. That is feedback. And so if you're going to give feedback, make sure you do it in the proper way. Make sure what you say is truthful. Make sure the way you say is proper. And make sure the underlying tent is pure. So you're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters. It does. Okay, folks, it's time to turn screen time into dream time, vision boards into action plans, and some days into todays. Minnesota is home to more than 10,000 lakes, 130 waterfalls, 22 registered scenic byways, and two designated dark sky sanctuaries. It's a place where Prince reigns king and dining is divine. So whether you're looking for the northern lights or city lights, Monet or Chardonnay, find your true north only in Minnesota. ExploreMinnesota.com. Need special boots for a new job but don't know where to start? Step into Red Wing Shoes, where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our work. Ringing liberty and truth.